At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And a reminder for all you out there, too, by the way, College Football Betting Guide is here. You can start your football season on the right track. Expert analysis, picks, conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team as well. It's a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription as well, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99. Start your free trial. All-access, VSIN.com slash subscribe. Expect that pro football guide coming in about mid-August. So we got a lot coming for you here at VSIN as we get closer and closer to the National Football League season. And, Michael, we do have news Breaking over about that, we'll call it like 15 minutes ago or so, but former All-Pro edge rusher Justin Houston, former Colt, reached an agreement with the Baltimore Ravens. One-year deal up to $4 million. According to Schefter, Houston turned down significantly more money from other teams in order to pursue a championship with the Ravens. So, Houston's a name. It actually addresses, I think, a position of need for the most part for the Ravens, right? I think it would surprise some people for how good their defense was. If you actually looked at their deep-seated pressure numbers and sack, all of those things, they were a sack by coverage unit, right? It was really good coverage downfield, caused your quarterback to take a lot of time. Eventually, their guys will get there. So they need some help. They need some help along the edges. And this is, I think, a pretty good buy-low signing. 2019 was good for Houston, for Indianapolis. 2020, not so much. I think there's a reason why they probably didn't want to bring them back. But, hey, you buy low, you get something out of them. I think it's understandable. 
Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I think, look, one thing we know about Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Colts, is he's going to bring pressure from all different combinations. And, you know, he's going to try to find that one-on-one -on -one protection where he can get a guy to win. Now, his team on the defensive front is old. I mean, every yep. defensive lineman is over 30 years old. So there's a huge concern for me that all these guys, including Justin Houston, who we just added, is going to stay healthy. I love the, I love the propaganda. He took less money to go to Baltimore because I guess is Baltimore the only team that can win a Super Bowl? Right. I mean, we should have had Justin Houston on in the last segment. He could have told us why well, there's only one team to bet, right? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we? I mean, it's to me, it's so comical. It's coming from the agent. No, you know, I, I love that. I laugh at that. Like, seriously, this was the only team. It's the only team that offered you probably, well, right? I was going to say. He took less money. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, yeah, I think I mean, that this is the only championship contender that probably offered him. I think that would probably be the yeah, way. Yeah, of course they did. I mean, they watched his tape. I mean, he bet, you talk about the cleanup sacks. I mean, with Buckner last year, he was yep. able to benefit. Now, look, I think in this scheme, Houston gives them a veteran presence. You know, they don't have to rely on Jalen Ferguson to get pressure. They could take their time with some of the kids that they drafted, you know, especially the Awa kid that they drafted in the first round, how he's going to fit in. So it'll, it'll help this defense. But look, Baltimore does a good job of pressuring the passer by scheme, by design. And they don't typically win one-on-one. -on -one. Calais Campbell's the key to their defense. He's got to win inside. He's got to be able to dominate inside, and he's got to be able to play physical, and they've got to be able to set the edge. I mean, losing losing, uh, losing uh, the defensive rush guy that went to, that went to, Cle went to, Ball went to New England, I mean, Matt Judon, I mean, that's a real challenge for them. You know, and they've got to find that. You know, and I think that Houston can offer a little bit of that playing on his feet. Bowser's going to try to do that as well, and the kid they drafted. So it makes sense, but as a concern is a better. I think we have to be really worried about when these teams are older, 17 games, over 30 years old in, in critical spots, like the Cardinals offensive line, every player but DJ Humphreys is over 30 years old. For me as an executive, I look at that and say, okay, great, looks good in September, man. But let's, when we get to that, we get to December, I'm not going to be so happy about that. Well, and, and you look at some of the numbers too, right? Like there's a reason why Baltimore last year led the league by a good chunk in terms of blitz percentage, right? They were at 44.1%. The next close this team was Miami at 40.8%. They lack a pass rush, so they have to make up for it by sending extra guys. And against like the Cincinnati Bengals of the world, in which they can totally throttle them because their offensive line is terrible because they're sending waves of guys, that works. But against other teams that can pick up pressure relatively easily, that have quarterbacks that can operate under that kind of pressure as well, like that's where you, I think you find the weaknesses of this Baltimore defense. And I'm with you. Like Houston doesn't really necessarily address that. So this is kind of the same defense that you're rolling into 2021 with. No doubt, and, and I think what, one of the things we as better should look at is how many interceptions does the defense get? Because that tells you about their team speed. How many fumbles did they create? Baltimore only had 10 interceptions last year. Interceptions occur by the speed of the defense and by the quarterbacking having to release the ball way too quickly, way too quickly. And he sees somebody coming. And I think when you can get the high turnover rate that you typically can, it's because of those two factors. And Baltimore just tries to get the ball out quick with, with scheme, and hopefully they can win those. But against the good teams, it doesn't always work. Ravens led the league in blitz percentage, but 16th in hurry rate as a defense. So that tells you a lot that you need to know about the Ravens and the pass rushing situation. So Marty Line here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network uh, just discussing the news for those who are just joining us. Former All-Pro edge rusher Justin Houston has reached an agreement one year, $4 million 
million took less money to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, JBT, congratulate him, please. He took less money. Yes, I'm buying it completely. Yes, you know, because Baltimore's the only team. I mean, look, there we are. A betting network, Justin Houston, our, our resident expert on betting, has informed us that we should bet Baltimore. They're the only team that has a chance to win the well, Super Bowl. There we go. I don't know why I spent the last segment going over that. I mean, I should have just re- referred to Justin Houston's evaluation. I'll put it this way. You know, the other thing about Baltimore, the other thing about Baltimore that I will say, JBT, mm-hmm. Baltimore is one of the best teams in the National Football League last season in getting the lead. They scored 468 points, remarkably. They scored basically over 270 points in the first half. They are really good at getting the lead. They are really good at getting the lead. And what does that mean? That means they always play from in front. So Martindale's call sheet, he can be very aggressive with his call sheet because he's playing with the lead, right? So he could take a chance and run zero blitz and leave the middle of the field wide open and because he knows that he's playing with points. But when that doesn't happen, and all of a sudden it gets a little sticky, then all all those things change a little bit, and now the pressure starts to really mount. Yep, and to your point, kind of what we're talking about here and the last point on Houston really is, like take my favorite team, right, the Indianapolis Colts as an example. They had them on their team. They have some pretty decent pass rushing prospects, but they're young, right? Quiddy Payu, they drafted in the first round. The kid out of Vanderbilt, they took in the second. You mentioned Kamoko Toure, who could probably be a pretty good guy, but they probably need a little bit more help as an edge rusher. He was on their team, and they didn't want to sign him. So I think that gives you an indication. And and he must not think they can go. He must not think they can go. I mean, they've seen him, right? They know what he has, and they play in a dome. They play in a dome with crowd. Well, they didn't have crowd noise last year, which I think probably affected Houston because he needs that crowd noise to gain that step in, in, in pass protection. And well, the old, the old RCA dome used to have a lot of crowd noise. Huh? Some fake, some not. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to some of the news uh, out there in the National Football League as well as we've seen with uh, camps getting underway. How about this? So Broncos coach Vic Fangio, I kind of laughed when I saw this yesterday, uh, said there's been, quote, no separation in the quarterback battle between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater so far. If you're in the front office, aren't you like, Hey, there should probably be some separation between our young quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater at yeah. this point. <laughs> you would think so, right? I mean, you hope there is. I mean, I, I don't know, JVT. I, I don't know. You're not doing the South. You're not doing the West. But, I mean, I keep watching this Denver team on paper. I keep yep. looking at them, and I really like them. I really like their team. They have four legitimate corners, assuming Sertain plays well. I mean, if Bradley Chubb and, and, and Von Miller play to the level that they're capable of. Now, we haven't seen Von Miller play that level in two years with the injury and the year before the injury. And he says he's back. We shall see. You know, I'm not taking his word for it. I want to see it on the tape this summer. But, I mean, this team is really good. Their offensive line has improved. They've got skill players that are not household names because, unfortunately, they don't have a quarterback that can really make them better. I mean, Noah Fant's a really good tight end. Cortland Sutton's an outstanding receiver. Beverly surprises people. Judy's really good. Oh, K.J. Hamler can come in and create some problems. I just think this Denver team's really good, and they better hope there's separation in the quarterback position. They better beg for it because that's going to be the difference. I love them over eight and a half. I love them over eight and a half. I love them over eight and a half. And if they got a quarterback, everybody would love them over eight and a half. Everybody would see what I'm seeing with their team. But no one sees that yet because the quarterback holds them back. Because why? Since Clark Shaughnessy made the T formation in 1940, the quarterback became the most important position on the football field. And because of that, that's he's the highest paid player. And because of that, Denver doesn't have one. And because 
because of that, no one thinks Denver's very good. Yep. And, uh, and like you mentioned, it, the, the talent that this team has, I would be in complete agreement. I think for like from a pure like roster perspective, every single position, they probably the most talented roster in the National Football League. They have just quality depth at almost a lot of the positions at this point, Michael. Uh, and you even look at like what they've done to the draft at the other positions. Like I know a lot of people have some big hopes for Javante Williams this year uh, behind that offensive line in that running game. But again, if Drew Locke cannot can refrain, refrain, I'll say, from turning the ball over. But I also think it's just being more dynamic as a passer, right? Like these 250-yard games, 200-yard games, are not going to cut it in today's National Football League. You've got to be a little bit more dynamic with what you're adding through the air. And it's not like Teddy Bridgewater's going to do that for you anyway. Like I think Bridgewater's got like this baseline of play. But other than that, like these two guys are not exactly ones that are going to make your offense better. And the days in which you need your quarterback to win you a game, I don't think either one of those two has it in them. No, I don't. And I think the other thing is, too, is they don't have the ability to really get you out of some bad plays, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine if Denver would have signed Brady, right. you know, and, and Brady would have been on that team. Now, last year was, you know, obviously they had a bunch of injuries and all that. But, you know, you put a veteran quarterback on this team, someone who gets to the line of scrimmage, gets him in the right play, can execute the offense. It doesn't have to be dynamic, JVT. It doesn't have to be dynamic. I mean, it, it could – I'm not saying it has to be Case Keenum when he led Minnesota to the playoffs, but it has to be very – effective and not turn the ball over and I thought Teddy Bridgewater wasn't at that point last year and I thought Teddy Bridgewater wasn't as good as he had been in the past for Carolina can he be that way for Denver they better hope so I mean look you know we know this we we know that Pat Shermer had him before George Payton, the new uh, new general manager of the of the Broncos, where they both were together in Minnesota, so they kind of have a sense of the person Teddy is and what he could do. But Locke's the wild card. I mean, Elway, even though he's not really running the day to day operation of the team any longer, you know, Elway still has hope in Locke, and I think all that hope has to come out at some point soon, because yeah. this team, you know. We talk about, you know, Warren Sharp says the Colts would be better if Minshew were on on them as opposed to Wentz. What would Minshew help? Would Minshew help the Broncos? I think Minshew would help the Broncos more than Bridgewater. Would completely agree. So you have props up by the by the way, BetMGM Broncos Week One starter Drew Locke plus one sixty, Teddy Bridgewater plus one sixty, any other quarterback plus two twenty five, and then Brett Rippon at twenty to one. So I always approach these. You know, I, I remember when I got on the Lombardi line with you a couple of times last year, Michael. You and I discussed one of the things, which was look like going into last season, it was going to be um, Mitch Trubisky who was starting the year, right? You have a young quarterback, you drafted in him, you've invested in him. That is going to be, let's give you your shot. We'll put you in a competition, and then when you get to the year, if you start to flail, then we're going to pull you out. And I think this is the same thing here. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater's in there. He's competing, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Drew Locke that starts week one, and then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a really a resurrection by the coaches to, to not get locked. I mean, Locke's right. the incumbent. He's the favorite. I mean, he's got LBJ counting votes for him. I mean, I, I think there's no doubt, you know, that he's going to win because Elway's got the ballot box stuffed, you know. And so he, you're just going to have to deal with it unless, unless they're able to make this move, unless we get some resolution on, on – on the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, and Houston decides that it's time to trade him in and do some different things. We shall see. But until they get a legitimate quarterback, I I, I think they're better than an eight and five, eight win team. I really do. I think yep. they're a nine and eight team, ten and seven team, and with home field advantage, that's going to make them better. But I think a pressure. I think part of that number is reflective on Vic Fangio as the head coach as well. 
will Vic be able to manage the game in the final five minutes of the game? There comes some doubt on that as well. Yep, and uh, I, again, I think uh, we'll see maybe the market starts to shift in Drew Locke's favor, but uh, right now, tied in terms of the odds with Teddy Bridgewater to be week one starting quarterback. All right, let's go to the AFC East. I'm going to play this clip from you. Bill Belichick, a man, very rigid, stoic man, doesn't really say a lot, right? And not that he's a negative guy, but not a ton of positivity, always keeps it close to the vest. Well, let's hear from Bill Belichick right now because there's a guy in camp by the name of Damian Harris that seems to be winning old Bill over. You know, Damian was a player who improved a lot from year one to year two. Um, and now, you know, this year has a, is in a little bit different role now where, you know, he has an opportunity to really, you know, compete for the, you know, for the lead spot. And so, you know, he's embraced that. He's worked hard. He's been here since, you know, the last day, the day after the season was over, he's, he's worked as hard as anybody has in the offseason. So um, I'm sure that'll help his preparation um, heading into this camp, and, and we'll see how he does. But you know, he's, he's worked extremely hard. He's a very dedicated player, and I've been impressed with the commitment that he's shown. Damian Harris is, what, 24 years old, Michael? He's behind, quietly, yeah. one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the National Football League, a team that has a dynamic two-tight end set now in Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I have now a ticket on Damian Harris at 100-1 to to win the lead the league in rushing. Your thoughts? I like it. I, you know, I think that, look, look, I think Damian Harris last year is at this time I was giving him out as a sleeper for fantasy because I think he's got incredible talent and he's a three down runner. He's not a formational back, which means you put him on the field and all of a sudden, you know, everybody knows it's run like the Giants are planning on signing Alfred Morris because Jason Garrett had him in, in Dallas. Right. And he knows what to do. But as soon as he's on the field, everybody knows he can't catch the ball. So it's all run. Right. So mm -hmm. what good does he really do you? You know, and, but whereas Harris is a dynamic player on all three levels, you know, he can block, he can catch and he runs really hard and their run game is very effective when he is in there. When he is in there, they are really good and they can dominate that. And I think the key really to him having a successful season is just health. And that's what happened to him last year. He didn't stay healthy all through the year. So I, I'm with you on Damian Harris. I think he's going to be really good. They're going to run the ball. I mean, here's the thing that's different about Belichick and most and, and all the what the analytics want. Belichick wants to run the ball to control the pace of the game, which yep. you have to do to win. You have to do that. I am a proponent of throwing the ball to score points. No one's going to argue that with me. I believe first half point differential is the most important stat in all of football. And the only way you score points is by throwing the ball. But there is a time in the game that you have to control the pace of the game. There is a time in the game where you have to be able to gain control and keep your defense from playing 34, 35 minutes. Because when you score too quickly and your defense is back out there and they get worn down, all of a sudden now you're in a track meet. How do you control the track meet? It happened to the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. They never got control of the pace of the game. And I think Harris will give them that. And it'll take some of the burden off of Cam Newton as they go with this passing game. But, look, I'm going to go up there this week and watch practice. I'm excited to see him live because, you know, they've got some really special talent at the tight end position. Yep. They really do. Hunter Henry is outstanding. And Janu Smith, I, I don't know why he didn't play more at Tennessee last year. I really don't. But – from what I can gather, from what I've been able to see and hear and talk to people in the Patriots, he's been explosive. 
like explosive with the ball in his hands. So I think all these combinations are really going to help them become a better team. I am the biggest John O. Smith fan in the world. Like watching him play football, like you mentioned explosive. He is such a great athlete for his size when you watch him get the ball, especially out in space. Like when the Tennessee Titans would find him, if he got out in the middle of the field and he was rumbling downfield, he's legitimately quick and he is insanely hard to bring down. I think he's going to, if Cam Newton and or, um, Wow, Mac Jones, his name escaped me for a second. Whoever's starting a quarterback, if they establish a relationship with him, he's in for a really big year. He's a great tight end. No doubt, and and Hunter Henry's a great tight end too. And this offensive line is really good. You know, this with Trent Brown back at right tackle, they've got depth in the offensive line. They're really good, so they're they're going to be able to stay in twelve personnel, one back, two tight ends, pretty much on every single down. And you're going to have to pick your poison against them. You're going to have to say, okay, with Harris in the backfield, not Sonny Michelle, with Harris in the backfield, do we play nickel to match up to these tight ends or do we play base to match up to the running game? And once you declare what you want to do, the Patriots offense will shift you back the other way. They will start throwing the ball to these tight ends if you're in base and they will start running the ball with Damian Harris if you are in nickel. And they're going to be able to balance it off and take some of the pressure. Then you add Cam Newton's ability to run the ball. You know, 12 touchdowns rushing last year. He could do that. Now, they say in reports, and again, i got to see it with my own eyes, they say he's throwing the ball much better. We shall see. We shall see. That's the question mark for the Patriots. The Patriots are a little bit like Denver. You know, how good are they at quarterback? The thing I like about Cam is he's admitted he's got to play better. He admits he's taking the responsibility on. Whether he can do it or not, I don't know. Whether that shoulder is going to allow him to do it. We've seen him throw the football before. Took a team to the Super Bowl at 15-1. to But whether he's at that point right now, we don't know. Let me ask you this. The one thing that undercuts me if uh, Harris is not going to lead the league in rushing, uh, we know about Bill Belichick's relationships with his running backs, right? It's a fantasy faux pas. You never really (laughs) draft a a New England running back because you have no idea what it's going to be like. And look, like I said, Bill Belichick has said a million things to the press, but that seems like a a legitimate compliment for a guy that he believes, he said lead back, like that he believes he can legitimately lean on. Is this going to be the same thing in terms of relationships of running backs, or do you think that Harris could actually like be the bell cow here? I do. I, you know, obviously, when they get into downs and distance, right. you know, they still have James White on the field, and they're going to put him out there. But I think Harris, and I think they're going to want to get Harris the ball. They want to utilize Harris' skills in the open field. I mean, look, you don't want to tackle this guy. I mean, go back to that Buffalo game in Buffalo when the wind was howling and both teams had to run the ball. This guy was one of the best players on the field in that day. On that day, and if Cam doesn't fumble going in, they're going to win that game. Yep. They're going to win that game. Now he fumbled, and they didn't win that game, so that's a loss, and you've got to take responsibility for it. But I. I think this guy will be the guy because it's very rare that they've had a back that's this complete. They've always had LeGarrette Blunt, who's like Alfred Morris, can't catch the ball very well, right? Or they have a big back that you got to get in there, you know, and Corey Dillon, and then you're going to go to Kevin Falk as the runner. This guy, I think they want to utilize him in the passing game because why? It's a little like Zeke Elliott. The more you use him in the passing game, it takes the wear and tear off his body because he'd rather run over little corners than have to run through linebackers. So we talked about this. We got the, I think we only need about 60 seconds with it. Uh, I'm going to say this, and you can run with it wherever you like. Zeke Elliott is at his lowest weight right. since his freshman year at Ohio State. I, I love it. I, I Look, I think Zeke is, the, the you know, he's like me. He's the fat guy at the buffet line. He can't play that fat, <laughs> fat you know. I mean, I, I can do TV shows being fat, but he can't play football being fat, you know. And so I, I, I think he's got to be more of a weapon. I keep waiting for this. I keep waiting for it. Like, he's got to, he should be a better version of Alvin Kamara. 
Get him yep. in space. Let him run it because he can catch the ball. Yep. He should average ten yards per reception. You know, it shouldn't just be screens and you know and flats. It's got to be a way to affect it. And once he does that, it opens up the run game. Look, I think Zeke is a weapon, and I would have paid Zeke had I been the general manager of the Cowboys. But I would have made damn sure that the offense is fit around him in the passing game first before the run game. He's a, he's a microcosm of the Cowboys, right? You said you keep waiting. Just keep waiting for this Cowboys team yep, to kind of show exactly. up and, and be this team that is predicted before every single season to be about a 10-win, 11-win team and competing for a Super Bowl. But it's yet, yet to happen with consistency. All right. On the other side, we're going to get Michael's thoughts. The big bombshell of the NBA draft. Russell Westbrook is now a Los Angeles Laker. I think it's a horrendous fit as the roster is currently constructed. <laughs> we'll get to that caveat on the other side here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Giving you our best bets, and here are the top horse racing plays for today from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel at Saratoga in race six. Jeff likes number four Royal Spirit at five to two, and at Del Mar in race three, Jeff has number one Astronomer 
on top at four to one. Again, Saratoga race six, number four, Royal Spirit five to two, Del Mar race three, number one, Astronomer on top at four to one. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse race betting app of VSIN. To mark Saratoga summer meet, First Bet has a special offer for new customers. Get an instant $10 free bet upon sign up and then earn $10 for every $1,000 wagered up to 1000 bucks. Use a bonus code Visa Vegas 1000. Visit VSIN.com slash horses for details. That's VSIN.com slash horses. Promo code Vegas 1000. When you go to VSIN.com slash horses, you'll also find a new feature daily Saratoga picks from veteran handicapper Ed Seahorn. All right. Lombardi line here. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Patrick Maher. He's going to be back tomorrow. Michael Lombardi is alongside in his usual spot. So, Michael, of course, uh, deadline or the draft um, was good. It was alongside in Major League Baseball draft, trade deadline day. Uh, but the big news, of course, coming out of the draft. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers getting Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards in exchange for Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and the 22nd pick in Thursday night's draft. So I will ask you your thoughts on a deal like this for the Los Angeles Lakers. I was surprised by it, JVT. Now, I know that the GM LeBron and yeah. Anthony Davis had meetings with Westbrook out in Los Angeles, and they kind of conferred as before they put this deal together. But I actually like the Sacramento offer of Buddy Heald much better. Correct. You know, that they – I don't know what happened. They turned that down. I mean, look, you know, we know the Lakers have a problem with spacing. We know LeBron's ball dominant. We know Westbrook's ball dominant. And Westbrook doesn't offer much spacing with his outside shooting game. So, I was surprised, and I'll throw it right back to you, why the odds went so dramatically towards the Lakers because of the star power move. It doesn't fit. Like, the pieces don't fit. You know, we talk about this all the time in the NFL. There's design and production. If the design is faulty, it's hard for the production to come through. We see this with the 76ers. The design of their team has been bad since that thing they called the process, which everybody thinks worked. And the design has been bad. Therefore, the production has been very poor. So I don't know how the design of this is going to allow production to take place. Although GM GM LeBron seems to think he signed off on it and must have wanted it because I would have taken Buddy Heald in the deal. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree with that. Of the two deals that were allegedly reported, uh, the Buddy Heald deal is uh, by far and away the best fit for what the Lakers needed, right? A team that was 21st in three-point shooting, a team that was 24th in three-point attempts. Uh, they desperately needed an off-ball guy like that is going to be the, the play to make and by the way the, the low-key part about that deal Michael was that they got to keep Contavious Caldwell Pope so you get to keep your leading shooter and you get to add a dynamic shooter and Buddy Heald like that was I think the great move if that was actually indeed in the works yeah. right when I saw that move, JVT, I was wondering, why would Sacramento make that trade? I thought that was so lopsided yeah. that I, I thought it was one of those, okay, we're just going to give it the, the Lakers the title. Like, I thought that deal would have moved the needle. I, I thought that was so lopsided in its uh, in the way it was presented. I was like, see, somebody's taking dumb pills in Sacramento. Well, that wouldn't be the first time, right? Uh, and I will say this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to your question about the board, I was texting with Jeff Sherman, uh, who uh, does the odds for the uh, the West, the Superbook right out there in the Westgate and out here in Las Vegas, and one, I was giving him crap because he's a Lakers fan, but the other, uh, he and he mentioned this to me, look, the Lakers, it's a, it's a public team, Michael, and if you add a splash name like Russell Westbrook, you're going to get dollars hand over fist on them to win a title, and this is this is literally, like, you should always remember this for anybody out there watching, uh, 
liability is always factored into a lot of these futures bets. And so you'll see a team like the Lakers, who in real in realistically should probably be more in the range right now in the round of 8-1, to 9-1, to one, maybe even 10-1 to one to win a title, yeah. is always going to be a second choice because they have LeBron and they added the splashy name in Russell Westbrook. And I will say, this is a, I'll stick up for you, the GM side of you. I think you'd agree with this, Michael. This team's not done being constructed, right? You still have Dennis Schroeder to sign and trade potentially. There's still a free agent class coming up that you can add shooters. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait to punt on this completely until they finish the construction of the roster. But I will say that I am confident that those lineups with Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis are not going to work unless Anthony Davis is going to play center. That is the biggest deal as you move forward here. And today we saw, you know, there's a report out he's promised to play more center, which must have happened in that general manager's meeting out in Brentwood, you know, because that's what, you know, that's what is going to make Westbrook, and they've all agreed on the role. So, you know, they've actually given this some thought, so we'll see where it goes. Yep, there's no question that Anthony Davis needs to play more center if this is going to be the lineup that they're going to roll out there. The tech, the, the Houston Rockets had to get rid of their center with Russell Westbrook because he can't shoot. Like, you've got to be able to spread this ball out. So Anthony Davis, uh, that is on him if this thing is going to work completely. Uh, all right, on the other side, uh, we get back to football. Let's talk a little college. Josh Applebaum's going to be with us in about 15 minutes, but let's discuss the big picture in college football. Uh, I am high on one team, and Matt Humans has laughed at me, Michael, scoffed at the thought that I have this team in the national championship game. VEASAN College Football Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis, picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, playoff teams, power ratings of every team and more. It's a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our College of Pro Football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99. Start your free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. I got to write up the Mountain West. I also have picks for conference winners, every single conference Final Four and National Championship. So, Michael, I mentioned the team. We'll start with that. The team that Matt Eumanns, okay. I he scoffed at me in the guide. They are my team to eventually lose in the national title game. Are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. Yeah, I'm ready. Georgia will win the SEC, but they will eventually lose in the college football playoff to Clemson in the national championship game. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, I don't know how uh... – unrealistic that is. I mean, Georgia is so talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, George, I think they just made the mistake. I mean, and I think Kirby Smart would, would probably admit this in a, in, a, in a dark room one day that, you know, they made the mistake at quarterback. Now, I think you're putting a lot of faith in JT Daniels. I didn't see it at SC when he was there, and I think you're putting a lot of faith in, in him, but I do know this about Georgia. They are really a talented team in terms of their ability to recruit and get players. And so they're like Alabama in the sense that when they lose guys, they're able to bring guys back. And what I always look for, JVT, if I like a team, I go right to their offensive line and I see what is the class of their offensive line. You know, when you look at Georgia, sophomore at left tackle, senior at left guard, junior at center, junior at right guard, sophomore at right tackle, whoa. You got a good line. Yep. You got a good line who's got some game experience. 
And then you go to the defensive front, which is really what Kirby prides himself in, and they're all juniors or seniors in the defensive front, especially on defense. Now, he's got to count on some corners to come through as redshirt freshmen, which typically they can do. But I, I wouldn't laugh at you on this because I think Georgia last year, had they had a quarterback, if they had a legitimate quarterback and it, not, not Stetson Bennett coming in, trying to play in the game, they might have been able to do damage last year. Yep, and here's the thing with Georgia. Uh, their schedule as well is what attracts me to them, right? Yes, you open the season against Clemson. It's going to be on a neutral, uh, and Clemson is favored in that game. We'll see what D.J. Uyangalole and that offense is going to look like as well. Uh, that defense, I think, is legitimately good, but there's a lot of talent that's going to be gone from that Clemson offense. Outside of that, though, Michael, only four true road games that are on the schedule. That's at Vanderbilt, at Auburn, at Tennessee. Tennessee and at Georgia Tech. So those aren't going to be uh, too challenging. You should be able to pull those out in a team of your level. The home game, the uh, the neutral site games are the challenge, right? It's Clemson and then the cocktail party against Florida. But then outside of that, it's UAB, South Carolina, Kentucky, Arkansas, Missouri might be a legitimately good team by the time we get to November 6th. It might be a sneaky competitive game as well. Then Charleston Southern. Like, I think the schedule sets up really nicely for them. You mentioned JT Daniels, short sample size, but 10 touchdowns and two interceptions in his time when he was starting at the end of the year last year. We'll see what that looks like now that he's fully in the fold, fully in camp, not recovering from an injury, whatever it is. But I think the path is legitimately there, and I do like their schedule for the most part to get to an SEC championship game and take on what you would think is going to be Alabama. So, that is my case. But, J- you mentioned JT Daniels. That's the reason why you scoffed at me. He doesn't like JT Daniels at all. And, and I can understand that. Yep. I mean, look, you know, the, the, the sample size I've seen on JT Daniels, I don't like him either. You know, as a pro prospect, I know they got him rated high. If you put Sam Howe on this team from North Carolina, you would like, North, you would like Georgia a lot better. I'm sure Matt oh, would yeah. agree with you at that point. You know, but they don't have Sam Howell. North Carolina has Sam Howell. So, you know, I mean, look, I don't know. You know, Spencer Rattler is going to make Oklahoma a better team. Where is Sam Howell going to make North Carolina? I think he makes them a better team. But I don't know. J- JT Daniels has to prove it to me before I'm ready to go all in on Georgia. So at the, at the top and that of this. First game, JBT, yep. and, that, and that first game is going to be everything because he's going to see from Brett Venables every combination of zero blitz coverage. He's going to see odd floaters. He's going to see all sorts of things. And I also like to see Kirby Smart kind of be able to match wits with some of these guys on the opposing sidelines and be able to handle it. I mean, Kirby's a great recruiter, don't get me wrong, but there's sometimes during the game he's so emotional and he's so out of control that I wonder, you know, Kirby, you got to think this thing through. You just can't react like crazy. Oui. And, and I think that would be a concern. You mean like, let's say, taking on Alabama in a high-leverage game and putting out your five-star recruit quarterback at punt formation for the first time uh, ever and wondering, having Alabama Alabama wonder, hmm, I wonder if they're going to run a fake here on fourth and 10 with their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> like Situations like that aren't the best. No, I'd agree with that. I do. But I, I like Georgia defensively. And I think, Jay, for me, it's been we have seen how good this Georgia team has been with, let's call it sub-bar quarterback play or average quarterback play. I think JT Daniels is at least an above average quarterback. And I think he helps out that offense to at least be not as conservative as we have seen in the past, right? It's not going to be those power eye formations all the time and running on first and second down. You can get, I think, a little bit more creative with your offense with a guy like JT Daniels as opposed to a Jake Fromm type or anything else you're rolling out there over the last few years. You know, but the thing I think more than anything is is they've got to be able to, what we don't know is, mm-hmm. is they always have talent at Georgia. 
I mean, they have unique talent. And so, you know, it, whether it's White, the running back, Cook, their senior, you know, there's probably a freshman that we don't even know about who's on that campus right now who's going to probably step in in a game and we're going to say, wow, where'd he come from? Yep. That's the thing about Georgia. There's always hidden talent on some of these teams that we can't really handicap initially. And I think it's these four programs. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the Georgia, it's the Alabama, it's the Clemsons. You know, they have this unbelievable way of just replenishing their talent base because, look, let's face it, at Georgia, you don't have to go very far to find great players. Yep. I mean, it, it, in all sports, it's just they're right there. It's right. It's one of the most fertile football states in the country. So as we look at the top, it's not surprising as you look at the two-way market uh, for odds to make the college football playoff, right? Clemson to make the playoff, yes, minus 750, no plus 450. JJ and I were talking about this behind the scenes. Uh, whatever you think about what this offense could potentially look like with only five guys coming back, DJ Uyangale taking over, right? Losses at wide receiver, losses at running back, especially guys that have been there for a really long time, Michael. Uh, I think this defense is going to be legitimately good and we talk about schedules um, is there a more favorable in the schedule among contenders than what Clemson has to go through here on their way to an ACC title game yet again they play pretty much yeah. nobody in their ACC schedule no they don't and I mean that just and they can get themselves healthy and they can get themselves going my question back to you and I know we only have a minute is where are you on Ohio State I mean is it going to be Stroud at quarterback or McCord you know who's going to be their guy there and how good is Ohio State you know are they going to be able to come back once again when you examine their offensive front they're pretty good the question mark for me is where are they at quarterback yeah I would agree with that. and I look we always have these conversations when you lose a whole bunch of talent like this Ohio State's one of the rare teams that is losing a lot of talent Right? All these teams bring about 18, 19 guys. I always have a hard time believing that it's going to be that easy, even though they're all five-star guys. And I think Wisconsin's legitimately good. Like, Wisconsin's going to be yeah. a really big challenge for them once they get – I think they're going to be a Big Ten title game contender and obviously in there. But I don't know if they beat Wisconsin once it gets to that point, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I love Wisconsin. I love what Jim Leonard does on defense. I think that certainly helps them tremendously. Yep. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. Uh, just got a text message. How about that? Did Josh Applebaum listen to the show? He wants to discuss the Patriots' win total. A little bit more on the other side here <laughs> on Lombardi One. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using bonus code VSIN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use promo code VSIN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. New customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Western Washington, D.C. or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Caller checks the red line at 800-889-9789. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Jonathan Von Tobel filling in here on the Lombardi line. Last 15 minutes, Patrick Maher will be back tomorrow, from what I understand, to reclaim his throne. Josh Applebaum joins the program with me and Michael. Josh, it's good to talk to you, so let's dive right in and let's start. Uh, I mentioned at the top of this hour, and I've mentioned this, you know, periodically throughout my hits here on the network. Uh, I'm writing for the AFC East, and the team that I have become higher on as I study them a little bit more has been the New England Patriots. I think they're going to be a playoff team. You can find some good plus prices on them to make the postseason. I also have a ticket on Damian Harris, 101, to lead the league in rushing. What do you make of their win total and your boys? Yeah, JVT and Michael, great to be with you. Happy Saturday here. And yeah, Michael, I want to pick your brain about the Patriots because you know me, I'm in New England every single day on all the talk shows, radio shows. It's how's Cam Newton, how's Mac Jones, the back and forth. We did see Belichick uh, just today say Cam is our quarterback. So I think, you know, trying to stick with the veteran, not put too much pressure here on Mac Jones. But Michael, talking about the win total, Patriots go 7-9 and nine last year, uh, first losing year in forever, obviously with Tom Brady gone. But they spent a ton of money in free agency. They, they bring in Matt Judon. They bring in their tight ends, Hunter Hen. Uh, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, uh, Jalen Mills, all the Kendrick Bourne, uh, Nelson Aguilar. So they load up in free agency. Uh, they're going into this year, Michael, though, still with some questions. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, wondering if you've heard anything about his contract situation. Also, they're coming in the 13th easiest schedule. Their opponents from last year, 133 and 139, 489 win percentage. So I'm really looking at the win total, Michael. It's nine and a half here. So right just naturally, I think the books are saying, hey, this is going to be a little bit better of a Patriots team from last year, loading up with all these free agents. You know, Cam Newton in year two feeling more acclimated but the interesting thing michael is the nine and a half juice is juice to the under so this isn't a, a juice over expecting a double digit win team 
It's a nine and a half juiced under minus uh, 125 saying, hey, this could be, you know, a nine and eight type team. So, Michael, they're plus 350 to win the AFC East. The Bills are a big minus 150 favorite. They're plus 1800 to win the AFC. They're plus 3500 to win the Super Bowl. So your overall take on the Patriots, Michael, that nine and a half. Do you agree with the juice to the under or could they surprise us and win double digit games this year? Well, I think they're a very improved team. I mean, look, I think the fact they won seven games with that team last year, and, and they faded down the stretch. I mean, there was not a lot of gas left in the tank, and they had the bad October, you know, where they you know, they lose. They had a game in Kansas City that the, the game looked a lot closer than the score indicated. They lose a bad loss at home to Denver. They get blown out by the 49ers, and then they kind of start to get it back together again in the beginning of November when they fumble the ball going into score against Buffalo. And we saw them make some improvements improvements in the but but I think their talent is different right last year they couldn't stop an outside run game and they gave up 17 touchdowns rushing last year Josh you know and they gave up over 4.5 yards a carry if you don't stop the other team from running the football effectively it's hard to stop anything else and, and I think that was the biggest cause of the issue there and they have done a good job they've got Judon they've improved that defensive line looks entirely different you know with Gachow and 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 Montavious uh, Adams from Green Bay I mean they've got big Bigger, more physical players up front. They draft far more. So I, I do think they're going to be better. And, and I think, obviously, the head coach is the best coach in the National Football League. He's going to make them better in all three phases. And their offense should get better. I mean, you know, they've got two legitimate tight ends, and they can play with a legitimate running back. You know, the, no one on the schedule is just going to roll. Is going to be able to roll over them like you know they were able to last year when the Rams just dominated them. So I do. I like them on the over. Do I think they can compete for the East? Yeah, I do. I mean, they proved that they could play initially in that first game in November. They played Buffalo as well as anybody, and they had a chance to win that game. They just turned it over. Now the second game at the end of the season, I think New England had no gap left in a tank yep completely fair so josh what do you well, i think they're a playoff team i don't know about pushing for 10 wins but i think nine and eight gets you on that final remember though there's an extra playoff seed right so i think that is uh for me the nine and eight range for that new england patriots team and making an afc wildcard spot for me i think that is something that's legitimately achievable for them I'm with you, JBT. And by the way, you're Damian Harris, 100 to 1. Another reason why you got to sign up for the VEASAN, uh, VEASAN membership here. You can get those, uh, all these picks, all these plays from all the VEASAN guests and hosts. Uh, but JBT, you know, to me, I think it's right on the number. 9 and 8, 10 and 7, yep. kind of right around there. You know, uh, obviously the juice-wise is a bit surprising because you make all these free agent additions uh, and you expect, hey, there's going to be a much better team here. But you still got to respect the Bills. You know, uh, we still respect Miami. Miami actually has a better uh, record or a better odds here to win the AFC East than the Patriots. So the Patriots are slotted a little bit just behind them uh, at that plus 350. Miami's, I think, plus 325. You could feast on the Jets here with a rookie quarterback. Uh, but again, you know, to me, you still got the best quarterback or you still got the best head coach. Uh, and with all these additions and expecting Cam Newton again, you got to you got to believe he's going to have a better year than last year with everything, nothing going his way and trying to acclimate to a new system. Uh, so I think it's right on that number. You could also get plus 110 to make the playoffs. So if you can maybe get a wild card situation, a little plus money payout. There. That's for me. That's the angle. Uh, so before we uh, of course, we got about five minutes left. Uh, let's transition over to Major League Baseball. Let's stay in Beantown uh, because this is a big series that is going down that got started yesterday. Yesterday, Rays get a big win, seven to three over the Red Sox. I am pro Rays here throughout this series, mainly because I have a ticket on them at plus two seventy-five to win the East. So I am cheering very heartily for Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you make of the start today, Evaldi and Ryan Yarbrough going at it? Rays small favorite right now. 
Yeah, JBT, this is all about the line movement. Seen pretty good sharp action here to Tampa Bay. Remember, this this is a, a heated race here in the AL East. Updated stats, Tampa Bay is only a half game back of the Red Sox, uh, and Tampa Bay is plus 130 to win the AL East. You can get some plus money. If you think the Rays uh, can win this division, catch the Sox. Plus 130 right now. Boston is minus 125 to win the AL East. Uh, but, Michael, looking at this line movement, all toward Tampa Bay here. The public is on the Red Sox saying, hey, good team. They lost last night 7-3. to they got to bounce back here with Evaldi on the mound. However, even though majority bets are on the Red Sox, line actually flipped to the Rays here, guys. This was an opener. Red Sox around a very short minus 110 road favorite. Now it's flipped dog to favorite to the Rays. So Rays have gone uh, from around a little plus money, plus 105, now to minus 115. Uh, home favorites off a win this year have done very well, 350 and 230, 60.3%. Also Tampa Bay in general as a home favorite, 26 and 12 uh, in the trop, 68%. So I like this line movement toward Tampa Bay. I'd, I'd go uh, I'd go raise here with this move. And also guys, keep an eye on the total. It's eight and a half. It's juiced up a little bit under. We have seen trends uh, quite a bit to unders in domes and closed roof stadiums. The ball doesn't fly, uh, fly out as much. Perfect conditions for the pitcher and the fielders. I'd be looking raise here to this uh, line move, Michael. You know, Boston has a winning record against lefties, Josh, but as you said, they also have struggled. To, it goes under. Their record 17, 18, and 3 uh, against lefties on the under. And the Rays at home are 24, 29, and 2 on the over and under. So I think it will be a kind of an under game unless something strange happens uh, and we get into a year where we get into the bullpens and things start to fall apart. So I, I like that. I like the under at that time. What else you got on the radar for us, Josh? Yeah, got a couple more here. JBT, big move uh, early game here. Uh, Oakland A's at the LA Angels. A's uh, made a move here for Starling Marte, made some other smaller moves here. Uh, who they get? Gomes, Harrison. So uh, Billy Bean making some moves here to bring him back. But Oakland 2-0 so far this series. They won 2-0. They won 4-0. They've outscored the Angels 6-0 in this series with a couple of wins. I think this is a play that really wise guys are not outsmarting themselves. They're going A's here. Pitching matchup, I think, really favors uh, the athletics here. Cole Irvin on the mound, 3.62 ERA. Jaime Barria's got a 6.23 ERA for the Angels. Oakland opened minus 115. They've been steamed up all the way to minus 145. So big move here toward the A's. Uh, steam 15 cents or more on a team off a win. Has done very well this year. 169 and 118, 59%. Also, Oakland run differential, plus 48. You look at L.A., minus 39. And, Michael, uh, the, I think the, one of the best caps here, aside from the line move, Oakland has really had the Angels number. They're 11-3 and three so far this yep. year against the Angels. Seven and three in the under on the on the Angels and the Angels are cold as ice right now offensively. Um, so I do like I do like that the first two games of the series stayed well under the total. So I, I think under what's at ten? I think under is the right number. Seventh best lineup in baseball can't do anything against the Oakland Athletics every time they face them. It's absolutely <laughs> horrific and their pitching actually performs relatively well. Uh, all right, Astros and Giants too. Josh, what's going on here? Yeah, last one here, JBT, Houston and San Fran. Uh, believe it or not, maybe, who who knows, maybe a World Series matchup here. Two teams with uh, pretty good uh, pretty good odds here to get to the World Series. Obviously, we see uh, Houston, best odds in the AL, and also San Fran just loaded up, got Chris Bryant. So, good move here, actually, to San Fran. San Fran is in a very similar situation as the Rays. They open as a short dog. They become a short favorite here. Houston won the opener 9-6 to six yesterday. They cashed as a plus-113 dog. Sharps actually were leaning Giants last night, didn't come through, but they're not getting uh, back and forth here. They're sticking back to the G-Men. Uh, G-Men open around plus 110. JVT, they flipped here to minus 115. So that similar fade the trendy dog, kind of reverse line move to the Giants. Uh, Non-division home favorites this year, 62%. 
Also, these interleague line moves. When the line goes at least 10 cents to uh, an interleague home team, you got to play the style of baseball that the that the game is in, the, uh, the different um, league here. 58% to that interleague line move at home. San Fran great at home, 26 and 10, 72%. And then a little X factor, Michael. Brian O'Nora, home plate ump tonight. He's 56% to the home team. So uh, looking at the G-men here, it's like how do you not take plus money with a great team like the Astros, but Sharp seem to be hitting the Giants here at a short number. Yeah, and my question is, I like the over here in this game because I well, this morning when I was reading, there's a 12 mile an hour wind could be blowing out of out of the out of uh, San Francisco Park, I, but I'm surprised at an eight and a half number. You know, I was surprised at that being so low, considering that I think both these the, the Giants are what the second best team in the National League in home runs this season, and with Bryant in the lineup, it's only going to make them better. But I, I would check weather here first before I bet the over, but I do like the over. Great call, Michael. Wind blowing out. And one thing, JVT, Houston to the over 60 and 43, one of the best over teams in baseball this year. One of the best lineups in baseball. I got them at 6 to 1 in the American League, man. Let's go. Need these throws to keep turning them out. Uh, all right, boys, uh, we got 30 seconds left. Michael, anything specific in baseball you like? No, you know, not really today. I think I kind of like to, I like some of those Josh plays. I yeah. do like the over in this game when I checked it out with the Astros and the Giants only because of the win. JBT, it's great to have you. I always enjoy having you back. It's like a reunion tour once again. It's been awesome. Thank you. We get we have the red carpet out. Our man comes back tomorrow, so yes. we're excited. But thank you so much. Yeah, you got it, man. Great job, weekends JBT. have been fun. And JJ's been an angry producer behind the glass. It's really like the betting across America <laughs> days, Michael. All right, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like it. All he's got to do is pull his hair back and it'd be perfect (laughs) good luck today guys at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.